2: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome to Creature Feature, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, falling with style. From a tiny dragon to a skydiver without a parachute we're looking at some of the world's most spectacularly stylish falls. Discover this more as we answer the age-old question, how do you make a splash in the dating scene when you're shaped like a pancake? Joining me today is friend of the show and host of secretly, incredibly fascinating, the Internet's darling, Alex Schmidt. Welcome! Yay!
3: Katie, thank you for having me. As always, it's so great. Everything. Yes.
1: I'm very excited. I think you're I think you're going to like this. First of all, I've selected for you some choice uh, choice GIFs or GIFs, whatever you choose to say. <laughs> and we will, of course, this is a podcast, so we will need to describe these in detail for the listeners. I also course, nice. as always I include all the images in the show notes, but yeah, we are talking about animals who know how to fall. They know how to take a fall and they do it with pizzazz and flourish, and it is incredible. These are not flying animals. These are animals that fall really well.
3: I feel like I can really relate to them because I can't fly either. Mm -hmm. And then at the same same time, I cannot relate to them because I lack physical grace. It seems like they're really good at uh, doing a movement that looks cool when dropping out of the air.
1: I'm, yeah, so I'm like... I, I do do take a tumble on occasion. Uh, I do fall down, you know, perhaps more <laughs> than my fair share. Um, I sometimes catch myself in a cool way, though. So I think it all evens out. It's like, yes, I trip in my own shoes for seemingly no reason. But then when I catch myself, I think I look cool doing it.
3: I like, even even the way you said that was very stylish. Like, I'll probably not get it verbatim, but like, I take a tumble on occasion. Like, I'm imagining you at a fancy party. Like, I take a tumble on occasion and then Mr. Bean movements all over the room. Like, until then, really good. a tumble
1: on occasion. Yeah. But yes, this is essentially (laughs) what we're talking about today. Uh, It's okay to fall as long as you do it with confidence, which is what these animals do. And, Alex, do you believe in dragons?
3: Oh, I'd say no. Broadly, I was I was thinking a lot about the Chinese zodiac the other day, and I was born in the year of the dragon. Ah, so maybe that's something.
1: This is very apropos then, because they're real. Dragon dragons is real. Uh, breaking oh, news! Oh, fantastic! Yeah,
3: so... <laughs> it's like learning I'm real. It's great. Yeah,
1: yeah, teeny. As long as you go teeny weeny, little teeny weeny flying dragons are very real. The Draco lizard, <laughs> also known as the flying dragon, it is a real animal. These are little lizards about 8 inches or 20 centimeters in length, including their tails. So, you know, you're Neil, guys. And mm. typically they look just like skinny little olive green lizards with a band of yellow under their throats sometimes. They're very cute. They're very pretty, but nothing extraordinary. Just sort of lizarding around, being lizards. Uh, they live in the forests of Southeast Asia and Southern India. They are arboreal, meaning they live in trees, uh, where they eat ants and termites and they are safer from predators than they would be on the ground. So, you know, normal lizard lifestyle so far.
3: It broadly sounds better than the lizard lives I'm used to. In my general situation, like I remember I I don't live in L.A. anymore. But when I moved to L.A., my first job was in Santa Clarita, which is in like the desert north of L.A. And there would be lizards on the ground. And I kept getting super excited about it. And the people I know from the Southwest were like, no, there's just lizards around. And they're kind of underfoot and they're just little scrambly guys. Yeah. These lizards sound like they're living it up in the tops of trees. Living it up. Like a very happy forest society. I like it.
1: Yeah, and their sky rises in their trees. And and it is actually, for these lizards, uh, it, it makes sense because they are able to avoid predation by staying in the trees. I mean, this is, widely speaking, why a lot of species like to be in in the trees. It makes them less of a target for predators that prowl the ground. So the males, therefore, can be very territorial of their trees and do not necessarily like <laughs> to share. Yeah. <laughs> and they will extend. This is what they do. Like when they want to tell another male back off, I'm I'm I own this tree. They will mm-hmm. extend a long, bright yellow dewlap. But a dewlap is is like a flap of skin <laughs> under their throat, under their chin. To warn other males to back off. Do laps are also used in sexual selection to, like, attract females. So, like, check out my little yellow doohickey. It's terrifying to males and attractive to females.
3: <laughs> As I understand it, this podcast often finds ways that the animals are like us, the humans. Mm-hmm. And yeah, am I supposed to be able to relate to an animal where? The behaviors for fighting with other men also has something to do with attracting women. Is that a thing I'm supposed to relate to? (gasps) Am I supposed to find that similar?
1: I mean, I don't know. I I don't (laughs) like. I guess what would be sort of an analogous thing with with uh, human males. I guess it would be uh, blasting someone on Twitter. I don't know.
3: Oh, I'm. I, I was joking. I'm thinking of like all wearing leather jackets, doing masculine me, me. stuff. It's all like you know, like boxing. It, like right, Ernest Hemingway right. punching other authors was like, yeah. I'm gonna attract these ladies and I'm gonna mess up this dude at the same time.
1: Hemingway <laughs> is the most attractive of the authors. That is true. Uh... That's right. <laughs> Especially when he extends his dewlap, uh, the ladies love it. Oh, ladies love a dewlap. I think that's un- that much is universal amongst all species. Is the ladies love an extendable dewlap, especially if it's bright yellow. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, in addition to this incredible dewlap, they have another trick. They have flaps of skin connected to their torso that they can extend that act as gliding wings and they can sail through the sky like tiny dragons. So, Alex, I have shared oh. with you an image of one of, in fact, a moving image of one of these lizards uh, as it jumps off a tree Whoa. and engages in flight.
3: It looks, man, I, I guess I watched some of them recently. It looks like basically every shot in a Marvel movie in a good way where somebody like, Flies off of that helicarrier thing and just descends yeah. to the earth for combat. It, it looks really cool. <laughs> like it's the Falcon doing
1: that. Yeah, yeah. No, it do- it it looks really cool. It looks like some kind of mechanized. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like a little superhero. It extends out. This maybe is a dated reference, but to me, it looks a little bit like a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, does anyone anyone know that movie? <laughs> anyone?
3: No, wasn't that like the first Marvel movie? Keep up. <laughs> Keep up.
1: Well, it's like it's like these <laughs> these colorful wings that like extend out, like they unfold uh, perpendicular to the lizard. So it, it is really cool looking and it's super weird because yeah, it, it is. It is actually supported by extended rib bones. So <laughs> So, yeah, their actual rib bones, Whoa. yeah, g- like uh, they have these extensions of these rib bones and normally they lay flat at their sides, but then when they want to fly, they extend outward. Like if your arms were kind of laying flat at your side and then you move your arms in like a T pose, they do that with their arms as well. And then their whole this whole flap unfurls uh, behind their arms and forms these little wings. It is incredible.
3: I think I'm even seeing it on the GIF cuz like it does expand its wings and start gliding but before that on initial jump it's basically a really cool torpedo and yeah. it, mu- it must be because the bones are uh, really aligned to the body there.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they run flush with their body really well uh, and then wow. only when they really need to unfurl the wings do they come out. It's uh yeah, it's really it do- it looks very very cool. I highly encourage you to look up uh gifts of the Draco lizard. I, I'll also include them in the show notes because it is they do. They look like tiny superheroes <laughs> like da-da-da-da-da lizardman. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, like if this was a movie, the immediate previous moment would be James Bond or Ethan Hunt talking to a guy from <laughs> Langley who's like, and by the way, the territory there is really scary. What? And then he does this show. Like it's one of these situations. It's really cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like a like a secret agent lizard who's just learned that yeah. in the other tree. I don't know some actress is being held hostage. I can't really think of secret agent lizard plot lines. I'm just not in that mindset right now.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, let's let's seek a more peaceful world. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can <laughs> we can beat lizards into plowshares. You know what I mean? Let's do that.
1: So in a single leap, they can travel over 200 feet or 60 meters. So this isn't some like piddling. What? Yeah. 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 It's not Whoa. some piddling little hop. They can seriously glide without losing all that much altitude.
3: Man, I also, I'm, maybe there's too much of a Soon people will hear a wonderful, secretly, incredibly fascinating episode where Katie Golden's the guest about imperial units of measurement. Yes. And I like that feet and meters, I understand both of those. Nice. So when you shared both for both systems, it just hit me twice. It was great. (laughs) That's such a long distance, 200 feet or 60 meters. That's wild.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, it is. It's, it's. I mean, and also think about how teeny tiny these guys are. It'd be like if one of us Like, in one of these, you know those, like, squirrel suits that people use, like, for gliding? They look absolutely bonkers, uh, deadly and scary. (laughs) Um, But it'd be, like, I mean, you know, these guys are, like, barely, these aren't even a foot long. So, it'd be, like, traveling, I don't know, like, 400 times their body length. So, like, traveling, I don't know, what's, like, 400 Times your own body length in one leap. Uh, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's like it's like when I take a plane somewhere. It's like obviously yeah. I can't go this distance. Yeah. But Delta can. So you know.
1: <laughs> if only we had a, could get enough of these lizards though and like sort of if you, tie, if you tie each one with a bit of string and then attach them to like yourself and you have like hundreds of these guys. Could you do it? Would the mechanics of it work out?
3: <laughs> I'm headed to Charlotte Douglas. Let's do this. Let's make it happen. It's an airport.
1: But yeah, they, they really look like fantastical little dragons. And they're very colorful too. Their wings range from yellow and orange. And in males can also have these like bands of blue. It's truly incredible looking. They look... They either look like a fantasy dragon or something prehistoric from like uh, dinosaur times, which they're just they're just lovely and amazing looking.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm looking because there's other pictures you sent here and one of them, the wings are really pretty. It's like a yellow with black stripes and a red edge to it. It's sort of it's almost like the Dilophosaurus from Jurassic Park. But if you took the face frills and put it on the sides of the body (laughs)
1: in a nice way. Yeah, in fact, there were a lot of these gliding uh, dinosaurs that, you know, eventually, like we had birds come into play that probably evolved from some oh, of these yeah. lineages of gliding dinosaurs. Of course, these are, these are lizards, which is, they, they um, shared the same ancestor as dinosaurs, but dinosaurs didn't evolve from, like, lizards, uh, even though, like, they're all reptiles um but yeah i mean it is it is really oh, cool. fascinating what a thing man I, <laughs> I, I, I had
3: never made that connection i guess i didn't know about any gliding lizards but i never thought of that as some kind of yeah intermediate stage or relative or part of the broader thing it's yeah, awesome
1: because birds birds is dinosaurs birds are <laughs> <laughs> birds are dinosaurs uh <laughs> and their relatives you know their their ancestors um, were probably a little kind of they were more reptile like, uh, than modern day birds. And of course, I'm not like oh. the this is a case of convergent evolution with this gliding lizard. I don't believe they shared any ancestors with like the ancestors of birds. Um, but still, it is it is fascinating because you can oh. see sort of like these, uh, you know, these kind of different methods of flight. Also, it is fascinating that. With birds, their wings are made out of extended finger bones and their arms, so it's a very oh, different wow. construction of their wing. whereas with these guys, their wings are made uh, or i guess gliders are made out of extended rib bones, so it is a different type of wing Ooh. and so it is it is really interesting to see these like different methods of this is not quite flight because they don't. Gain altitude, but it is a really incredible (laughs) display of of anatomy of like being creative with anatomy of like, ah, I can just like shoot out my rib bones and then have a membrane in between each bone. And now I got gliders. Why not?
3: Yeah. And like, as cool as flight or gliding would feel, as you described both of those physical structures, I didn't want to do either of them myself. (laughs) i'm not I'm not interested like that sounds awful either way, you as an wanna, experience for me,
1: yeah, you don't want to, like grow out, <laughs> but your, I'm sure it's good for them your bones and uh stretch skin over them that doesn't sound like a good time to you,
3: no. Mm. My yeah, I feel like my fingers and my ribs are my two weakest points, maybe toes <laughs> uh, like uh, you know uh, and you know you know where else, but like th- there's there's a short list of areas I don't want to put the pressure of like lift onto you know what I mean forget it yeah no way
1: i I can see that yeah, when you look at like when you look at the way that bird wings or even bat wings and you see like how long their little thingies are, it gets a little creepy. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Oh, keep that inside the old skin there. Please. Thank you. (laughs) My request.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially bats, because with birds, while they do have, uh, you know, some some stretched skin, they a lot of their flight is on the projection of their feathers, so they don't need a big membranous flap of skin to keep them aloft. A lot like that is what feathers do for them. But you look at a bat and it's all skin. There's no feathers. It's just like skin and they're still able to manage flight with it. So I just I love all these different methods of gliding and flight. How, you know, that you have a similar end result of some kind of wing or glider, but then very different body parts involved. Like with there are mammal gliders uh, like the Colugo, the flying squirrels. And they usually have a flap uh, oh. of skin, but What's instead a co- of-
3: Is a Colugo the same as a flying squirrel? Sorry.
1: No, mean... no. It's a, it's like a very primitive, it's not, qu- it's not quite a primate, but it is like a, pr- it shares a common ancestor, I think, with primates.
3: Also with flying squirrels, I sort of always assumed there was a real correct name for those that I just don't know. No, so I was just, like, maybe it's Kaluga. There yeah, may yeah. be a Latin name, but okay. I,
1: I don't need to know it because- because <laughs> flying right. squirrels is good. No, colugos are um, they're actually found in Southeast Asia. Uh, and yeah, they're related to primates. They aren't primates, uh, but they're, they're mammals that kind of like share a common ancestor with primates. Uh, and they're really fascinating looking. But yeah, they, cool. they, yeah, they're also called like flying lemurs, although they are not lemurs. Like flying squirrels, they have just like this flap of skin that's like attached to their arms and their legs. Uh, and a lot of gliding mammals have this structure, so it's like it's similar to you know the the uh, flying suit that people that we've engineered and that some people who don't have that yeah. self preservation <laughs> instinct will put on and then zoom down mountains. <laughs> but it's like you know this like flap that's connected to their arms and then to their lower legs. But it's a very different style of glider than these Draco lizards because the Draco's their their gliders are not attached to their legs or their forearms it's just attached to their rib bones Ooh. that they you know w- are able to uh with the use of muscles like uh either extend or lay flat against their body so really it's it's just so cool that you'll have gliding an- many different gliding animals but many different techniques and different anatomies and different kinds of like evolutionary strategies
3: yeah that's amazing wow <laughs> I like the I guess it's nice that the air is available all the time. I like
1: air being available all the time. Like I don't
3: I don't use it really for anything, but it's it's just like a space we could be moving through if we chose. And all these different animals were like, Yeah, it's wide open up there. I'm gonna figure it out. (laughs) Something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is it is I mean, it is a testament to the pressures of like the, the By having a any kind of available space where a living organism can be in, like it is physically possible for them yeah. to occupy that space and it is possible for them to evolve traits to take advantage of that space, it's almost inevitable that it'll, it will happen. In fact, it happens over and over again. So it's, it is incredible, yes.
3: <laughs>
1: but when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about a little guy... Who also is capable of impressive falls but without a parachute wings gliders nothing he does it just Ooh. straight up naked
3: <laughs> put some clothes on <laughs> never mind i don't want to shame you take it back
0: are you ready to take charge of your health journey look no further than trinity school of natural health
4: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: So we talked about the Draco lizard, which is an incredible little guy who it's got these gliders on the side of its ribcage that it uses to glide impressive distances. But I guess like the only it seems like the only way that animals can survive these falls is through having some kind of evolved skin flap or glider or feathers or something, except there is a little little dude who is putting those assumptions to the test. There is a world-class skydiver who can successfully dive from the tallest trees in the world without a parachute, which I do not recommend you try at home. (laughs) unless you are a wandering salamander so the wandering salamander is a small brown four inch unassuming amphibian it's just like about i don't know about the size of your hand your palm very tiny little guy okay um and they live in the redwood forests of california and these trees are very, very tall. And the salamanders can climb around 130 feet or 40 meters up into the trees.
3: Wow. Yeah. I'm still, yeah, feet and meters. Hit me twice. Love it. Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they will yeah. snack on insects they find in the trees, they're nocturnal. Uh, They also have no lungs or gills. They breathe through their skin instead. They do gas exchange with their skin. This is a trick that some, yeah, this is a trick uh, some amphibians are capable of doing. And this is why amphibians, uh, also things like uh, gastropods, like, They can breathe through their skin. But this is why they have to live in very moist environments. So these salamanders always have sort of this moist sheen on their skin. And they have to live somewhere where they won't dry out so much. So in these foggy, moist, sort of humid redwood forests, their skin will stay hydrated. And because you need water, H2O, to facilitate gas exchange, which allows them to extract oxygen from the air. Wow! Yeah,
3: and so we and so there's all these different like it's a tiny salamander that can leap out of a tree impossibly and breathe without gills and lungs and stuff. And then they named it the Wandering Salamander. Yeah, the name is like the main thing about these guys they go from place to place. Yeah, like, he likes what? to wander. No,
1: <laughs> don't expect him to settle down. He's a Wandering Salamander. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. they could have called them the Super Skin Breathing Jumping Salamander, but now.
3: <laughs> yeah, they were like, this type of salamander, the big thing about them, they will never pick a favorite coffee shop.
1: They just keep going to different
3: ones. Can't believe it. Don't, Become a regular. Think about it.
1: Don't it ask it for restaurant recommendations. It doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's-
3: the first bar we went to was good. Let's stay here, salamander. <laughs> and then it's like, and does anybody need anything from the 10th floor? I'll go get it really fast. It's like, yeah, that... <laughs> It's more interesting, I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, they are also able to leap from these tall trees and somehow survive with no skin flaps, no wings, no big webbed feet, no parachute, nothing. So it is really incredible to Uh watch these little salamanders just floating through the air uh, because... You can actually see this. Uh, researchers wanted to see how they survive from falling from trees, and they stuck these little dudes in a vertical wind tunnel. And so you can watch video <laughs> of these little salamanders just spinning and floating, arms all out, all starfished out. Just you know, <laughs> free bird playing in the background. It's a beautiful thing. It's-
3: is it just that like indoor skydiving stuff yes, you can do in some exactly. cities? Exactly. That's what I'm looking at here, I think, in this GIF, It's, it's just exactly what like it is. Yes. Vibing out like the people in the commercials for that. I've never done it.
1: Yeah. No, I want to do it. I mean, this salamander makes me want to do it because he looks like he's having a real good time. He's just, he's just, it, he is just vibing. He's chilling. He, gravity has no, you know, he's the master of gravity. He has yeah. no fear. It's incredible, spinning around, having a good time.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like floating and kind of wobbling and like it. Basically, the movements of lava lamp stuff, or like <laughs> or like Windows Media Player visualizations or something. You know, this is some yes. really just vibey, anarchic little movements. I like it.
1: You gave me a very unethical. You gave me a very unethical idea, which is um, having just a bunch of these guys in like a wind tunnel on my on my bedside,, oh. to watch all day long. <laughs> it's unethical. I would never do it, but now I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> so these salamanders, it's interesting you bring up indoor skydiving, and the reason it looks so similar to that is they actually adopt a very human-like skydiving pose. They extend their arms and their legs out. they hold up their chest, uh, and by like starfishing like this, they increase their body's surface area and the wind resistance slows oh, their yeah. descent. This is what is called drag, uh, which is not a drag if you are trying to survive a fall. So uh, that's, I'm a dad. That's how I <laughs> announce to everyone I am a dad. So
3: <laughs> I'm not going to survive a fall, dad, of rebelling <laughs> now. I refuse.
1: Oh, man. I, I do sometimes just want to, like, I don't know, annoy annoy random children with like science puns, so I, I do think it's like i've <laughs> I've learned this from my father, and i need I need to now do it to others so <laughs> so they can these salamanders can also precisely control their trajectory by using their tail as a rudder or tucking in a leg, so they're not just cool casting themselves. Uh, at the mercy of gravity, they are the masters of their descent, and so they are so good at naked skydiving that they don't really descend trees by climbing down, they just use nature's elevator, which is falling.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Man, it's just, but again, also thinking of the previous lizard that does a sort of a leaping bullet shaped move out of a tree like CGI heavy action movies such as later Pierce Brosnan Bonds or Marvel have taught me like the hero jumps out of a plane or whatever and then there are two movements they can make they can either do this drag thing that this salamander is doing to like slow down or they can do the bullet thing to move toward yeah. the thing and I'm seeing I'm seeing animals do both things amazing
1: we could actually replace all CGI and stunts with uh with lizards and amphibians apparently. <laughs> I would love that. Like you're watching you're watching Mission Impossible 27 or whatever they're on. You see Tom Cruise yeah. like getting out of a plane and then suddenly it just like cuts to one of these salamanders falling and with the, with the music and everything going but <laughs> you're just like you know just suspend disbelief like this this is now yeah. tom cruise the salamander <laughs>
3: <laughs> right if you're looking for the tucked tail you're not in the movie you know you're not fully <laughs> taking it in right like don't don't be uh don't be a cinema sins about this people right Come on. exactly you know, uh,
1: <laughs> is it is it real? like it's the it is the you know when like people say it's the something of the law the like
3: oh letter of the law spirit of the law
1: spirit of the law there it is Wow, sorry, God, my brain it's yeah you gotta you gotta look for like you know the, the spirit of of the movie, not details such as is this Tom Cruise or <laughs> an amphibian that lives in the Redwood forest of California? Those are unimportant details yeah.
3: <laughs> i also I do like to imagine all stunt men and stunt women living in a redwood forest when they're not making movies.
1: I'm sure, that, yeah. that just feels right to me. It does feel yeah. right. God, I'd love to hang out with that crew. That'd be awesome.
3: Yeah, like a ca- like that cabin that a a commando who has become disenchanted with the force lives in before there's one last mission to bring them right. back. I want all stunt men to live in those. In right?
1: Real life. Why haven't we had like a movie about like Hollywood stunt people? Have we? It would be great. It'd be so good. It. They deserve it. They get, yeah. they, they do so much of the stuff, get so little of the credit. Um, but yeah, I mean, these, uh, <laughs> these uh, salamanders are, uh, they, they typically don't jump all the way down from the tree onto the forest floor. What they try to do is land on another tree. And this allows them to jump to other trees quickly, find other mates, evade danger, and just get around because they like to wander.
3: That is appropriate, <laughs> man. That's good though. Yeah, when you <laughs> when you quit your tree, you want to have a next tree lined up. You yeah, know? exactly. It's just a, it's a better situation all around. Gold,
1: it's it's not a golden parachute. It's a confident salamander. You want to be a confident salamander.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all these CEOs getting confident salamanders when they leave. <laughs> which sounds fine compared to the real thing.
0: (laughs) Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework – Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world.
2: Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away.
4: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: So we've talked about Draco lizards, the little real dragons that can glide through the sky. We've talked about salamanders who are so confident in falling, they don't even need a parachute. Now, let's talk about some of the best falls that marine life can do you might be thinking like how can an aquatic animal even mm-hmm. fall they're like in the water dumb dumb i imagine everyone <laughs> thinking at me with arms crossed yeah
3: <laughs> if i if i may bring some extraordinary expertise in here when they're moving downward it's actually because they're swimming down they're yeah. in water not air
1: ah uh, yes you. yes uh sorry i guess last section is canceled because uh alex uh Alex outthought me, outmaneuvered me mentally. <laughs> I was destroyed by logic and facts. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but what we are talking about are rays. So, rays are those flappy oceanic gliders with flat bodies, these two wings. At times, they have a stinger. Uh, they are cartilaginous and are closely related to sharks. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh. Manta rays, stingrays, lots of different species of yeah. rays.
3: I like that they're shark relatives. I didn't know they that. They are.
1: That's yes. Cool. Yes. Shark cousins. And the there yeah. are many, many different species of rays. But right now we are going to talk about one particular genus, the mobula. So the mobula ray is found all over the world in warm oceanic waters Depending on the species, mobulas can grow from around four feet uh, or one meter to 17 feet or five meters from wing to wing. So they can get quite big.
3: <laughs> I hope the really big ones are irritated with the really little ones. <laughs> like, we're not in the same club.
1: Hey, you guys didn't you know,
3: try as hard to be we're, humongous.
1: We're basically like brothers, you know? Eh? Eh? We're the same. You, and me, you, and me, me and you, you and me. We're the same. Woo! Yeah. Um. <laughs> I
3: I hope it's wearing that little hat that I've only seen in tropes about children, where it's a little ball cap that's beach ball colored, like it's five or six <laughs> with colors. Like a little you know?
1: propeller, like like. Hey, big brother, yeah. what are you doing? Like I again, we're different species. I'm not your big brother. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, mind if I hang out with you? <laughs> Yeah.
3: That hat has only ever existed as a prop in a prop house. No real person has ever worn it. Uh, I love I it. Know,
1: I had a. I had one of those little hats when I was a kid, the propeller hats. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah, as a toy. But I was really I sad because mean... it didn't just like I had seen in cartoons that you, you know, you get the propeller going and you actually are able to, like, take off in flight. Uh, not true. Right. Not not even a little that... bit true. It was very disappointing.
3: Yeah, is the last chunk of the episode animals that do take off wearing the hat? Like...
1: Yes, the last the last animal is man who uses the propeller hat to uh, float down from amazing heights. Don't do that. Don't try that. It doesn't work. I tried it as a kid. It didn't work. Just led to like a yeah. scraped knee and and, and disillusionment. <laughs> so yes. Mobula rays uh, are also called devil rays, but they're actually oh. they're actually fine. <laughs> they're actually cool, uh, despite being called devil rays. Most species of mobula lack a tail stinger, or if they have a stinger at all, it's harmless. So it's a very fearsome moniker, but you know yeah. they're just chill. They're chill little sea pancakes.
3: I, not not to make the show too sportsy, but have you heard of the Devil Rays sports mascot?
1: No. Is it cute? There's a
3: baseball team in Tampa Bay, Florida. They're now called the Tampa Bay Rays, but when they were first an expansion baseball team, they were called the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Oh, it And is. I always thought that was just like a, a made-up, aggressive thing and that but they've since changed it to Rays because i think people were not into devil rays they were like what is that (laughs) now i finally know what that is i'm a humongous baseball fan i had no idea
1: i think devil rays was a cooler a cooler name both as someone interested in biology and heavy metal uh so you know (laughs) It's just uh you know go back. Go back to being called the Devil Rays. That's awesome. Yeah, and their their logo is a little Devil Ray. That's so cute. I love that. I
3: think I think they were going for a verbal rhythm like Tampa Bay Devil Ray, you know. Yeah, but that now it's sense. just the Rays. Oh, jeez.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
3: Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sports, huh? Really going downhill ever since they got rid of the Devil Ray. Um So, yeah, they are also filter feeders. They just eat plankton. So they're really sweet little things. They're not scary at all. Little sea floppers gliding around under the water. They're so graceful and beautiful. Sometimes they form these big shoals where you just have these big groups of, of these devil rays all kind of like shoaling together, swimming together in these big balls and like gracefully changing direction together. It's beautiful. They actually, to me, looking at one of these Mobula rays uh, from like the top, uh, they look like if Batman was like squished, squished into a pancake. <laughs> you see that, right? Or like, or like maybe like the uh, I do, yeah. Like the bat wing, you know, his like airplane thing that's kind of shaped like a bat ish.
3: It it sort of looks like if a bat also was wearing Batman's hat. And then it's like, you know how Batman's cave, sometimes they depict it with like a hundred specialty suits on a big clothing rack or whatever. Like this is the scuba, aqua, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but for a bat right. that's wearing Batman's hat. Because right, yeah. they have
1: like, their heads are sort of U-shaped with these two prongs kind of coming off off uh, near their eyes. And then the rest of their body is sort of typical Ray, you know, like, like with the the wings sort of the downward wings that it's kind of this like V shape um and then and then a tail i mean i can see how they look i guess a little menacing to me they look cute i like them
3: they do yeah i that i think that's part of why i was so surprised to learn they're related to sharks cuz like i like i know this is not how evolution works but part of my like cartoon brain wants to think <laughs> evolution as one animal deciding to look like a different animal so just the idea that there was this shark that wanted to be really flat and weird <laughs> is fun to me. And these guys are like flat and weird in a really appealing way. It's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, they they have decided to go the pancake route and it worked out well for them. Uh, and their other nickname other than Devil Rays is Flying Rays because they do an extraordinary behavior where they leap out of the water glide, flap their little wings, and then crash back into the water in a spectacular belly flop. And you've probably, yeah. you've probably seen dolphins gracefully slipping in and out of the water as they jump, barely making a splash. Mobula rays, they don't do this style uh, for them. They pride themselves on doing the biggest, sloppiest belly flop they can possibly manage.
3: <laughs> this chip is so stupid. It's great. <laughs> this I'm I'm looking at a chip. some wonderful person got really cinematic footage of like many devil rays doing this just direct leap into the air, flop back down into the water maneuver mm-hmm. and the crowd I I love that there's a crowd of them. It feels mm-hmm. like this should be soundtracked like when the Ewoks are celebrating at the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> like it, it's It's a real just party going on of pointless leaping into the air and landing. It's great.
1: (laughs) And it is. I mean, it is a party atmosphere because these are rays that are trying to flirt with other rays. By making these loud splashes, they (laughs) create a sonic wave underwater, alerting eligible singles to their location. And the bigger the splash, the more noticeable they are. So male mobulas <laughs> do this breaching, jumping out and splashing into the water the most, but females will also partake. And it's often these big groups of all these rays all putting on a stunning show uh, as they try to impress a potential mate. Uh, and they can actually, <laughs> they can get some serious altitude. They can leap up to six and a half feet or two meters out of the water.
3: Wow. Wow. It, yeah, it really looks like it. I cause I'm looking at the mountains behind these guys and stuff. I I kind of have a general sense of the depth and scale and everything. They're really getting up there. This yeah. is not like, this is not that thing where it's like, oh, something. Da- uh, what am I thinking of? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I I love the leaping. This is just uh... <laughs>
1: right, and then just like the the flapping of their little because like the wings that they have are for. Uh, they're for gliding through the ocean. They're they're for swimming. They're not really for flying, and yet here they are, flapping these little wings. <laughs> and trying to get a little <laughs> more altitude. It's it's so cute. I they're so cute. I I think all rays are really cute, but these guys yeah. just like the in- the zest, the joie de vivre of these little these not so little actually. They can be quite quite big, but yes, yeah, just incredible. It's such spunk.
3: Right, because they, they're not going to take off. No. But when they come out of the water, they are flapping as if they are going to just proceed to fly <laughs> into a tree and make a nest or something. Going up. It's really...
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to Mars. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it does look very optimistic. Like, they've just kind of forgotten that they're not birds and they're not bats. And they're just like, you know, I'm a bat now. wee. And then falling back down but yeah it is uh it's it's just it's so cute (laughs)
3: yeah i also if i remember right the tampa bay baseball team they have a stingray tank at the stadium
1: really and
3: i wish it was a bunch of them constantly leaping or like when there's a home run they do this that would be great but uh, that's probably not how it works
1: no no yeah i i feel like if they were doing that that would mean that they're in an amorous mood which uh you know might not be appropriate for all the kids who show up for the baseball
3: <laughs> and it's a 2-1 count to Jeff Kepinger also we can see the Rays are amorous okay the Rays are amorous <laughs> and the pitch
1: oh man actually i take it back i i do want baseball integrated with uh animal mating rituals But then you have to, like, because I don't want them to just be in a little tank, it means taking the baseball to their habitat. So, like, a big floating flotilla of baseball right next to the rays or nothing. Right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Field of Dreams, but instead of walking out of a cornfield to to play ancient baseball, it's guys, like, (laughs) going through a Devil Ray party. Uh, on surfboards or something.
1: You could do like underwater baseball just real slow. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, the manager's going to have to take out that pitcher. I mean, his arm is tired. He ran out of oxygen. <laughs> um, his arm is tired, though. That's the main reason.
1: <laughs> the third baseman is turning blue, which I've never seen this strategy before. <laughs> You hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know that much about baseball, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, you don't want the third baseman to turn blue. That's pretty good ah, okay. wisdom. Uh, all that's, right, all right. Well,
1: then maybe I know more than I thought.
3: Yeah, you should manage my favorite team, the White yeah. Sox, frankly. Yeah, put uh, me in charge uh, of baseball.
1: They... <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some real changes around here. You put me in charge.
3: There there was a clip the other, I, I won't divert it too far, but there was a clip <laughs> the other day of the White Sox manager in the first inning probably falling asleep. Like uh, they had the camera on him and it looked like he was probably falling asleep. So uh, I, I think you're ready. I think you could do it. You I would was, probably remain awake for the first inning.
1: If I was president of baseball, I would never fall asleep during the baseball. Only outside of <laughs> baseball times would I sleep. So already I'm That's right. more yeah. well qualified. <laughs> and I wouldn't get rid of the Devil Rays is the name of my baseball team because what the heck? That is such a cool name. Now it's just the Rays? Come on. Come on, these guys are great. It was good. They've got such baseball spirit, and I'm proud of them. And I don't want them to get discouraged just because baseball teams are changing their names from Devil Rays to just Rays. That's, uh, you know, I see you guys out there. I see you, you Mobula Rays. They could have changed it to the Mobula Rays. That would have been cool, too. It's a cool name.
3: Oh, man, I'd love that. Because the minor leagues, especially, there are a lot of teams with relatively obscure animal names, like the Snappers and stuff. And right. so, yeah, the, the in the minors, you could get some kind of, like, uh, wandering salamander <laughs> franchise. Yeah, also, sure.
1: Great. Mobula sounds like a mob of Draculas, so it sounds cool.
3: <laughs> right, it's the plural word for them, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a flock of Draculas is called a Mobula. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you thought it'd be a murder. Murder was taken. Murder was taken. <laughs> we had to be a mobula. <laughs> uh,
1: biologists never use those funny names. Like, it's like, did you know, like, a group of crows is actually called a murder, uh, and a group of owls is called a parliament. It's like I've ne- I've never seen actual like. Good. Okay. It's never. It's not really used in biology papers. I I don't ever see it actually used. Really. Uh, f- the the different. Make yeah. Like things like flocks versus herds versus shoals. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Or troops. Like there are there are general ones that are done for like very different animals. But when you get really specific, like a, a group of flamingos is called a flamboyance. It's like you just made that up right now. I'm I I've, I, don't, I don't know. Like even if it's true, I don't really see any anyone using that in any official capacity.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad to hear that, honestly, because I, I really always felt like, I, I really want to celebrate science and support science, and I really always felt like those nouns were specifically just British nobility yeah. fooling around. I yeah. always assumed it's like an earl <laughs> was bored and decided <laughs> to just apply that a, to an animal.
1: A group of British nobles is called a ruff, by the way. <laughs> called a ruffle, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think we've... We've covered some of the world's most spectacular fallers, uh, and it's it's a good reminder. It's like you you can fall down, you can pick yourself up, but you could also fall down in a really fun and cool way that's also attractive to mates. So, you know, nothing wrong with falling is what I'm saying. So.
3: Yeah, I like the, especially I feel like animals, and again, I know evolution is not, Individual choices by animals, but it feels like so many animals have either chosen to fly or chosen to walk, swim, etc. And I like that so many of them are in the the middle area between yeah. flight and not flight. Yeah, they are just gliding around.
1: Look, you know, it's we think that you can only conquer the skies by going up, uh, flying. No, like you can, you can be like, you know what, gravity, you and I, let's team up together and get something done and not instead of fighting gravity it's like we're we are joining forces to for me to be a yeah. little salamander guy just j- jumping out of trees uh <laughs> uh and, yeah. you know yeah i i love it just you, you got to work with physics sometimes
3: give yourself a little express elevator you know what i mean yeah exactly Sounds great. this Do okay
1: it. now we're getting dangerously close to telling people to just like fall Great oh. distances, and I don't <laughs> don't want to do that. Human human beings <laughs> are not quite. We're not. Our bodies are not as capable of handling these kinds of feats uh, as these animals. So you know, leave it to the professionals, like the like the little salamanders, right. and the little flying lizards, and the the ray. But not you know. But they're professionals. Was yeah, lightyear. Yeah. Buzz yeah, Lightyear sure. yeah. also. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish the Buzz Lightyear movie was just kind of about the real Buzz Lightyear learning how to fly. That would have been fun. <laughs> just
3: watching tape of mobular rays. Like, okay, what do they do? What do they do?
1: Like chicken run, but a fully oh. <laughs> man sized Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch the movie, so I have no opinion on it, but, uh, you know, that's. I just, I just like to see things Yeah. getting launched into the air.
3: I it, this, this is going to sound weird. The most recent movie I've watched is Chicken Run. It was on really? Peacock, and it was a lot of fun. It's still great.
1: It is. It's, that was a good movie. It's about chickens trying to learn to fly <laughs> to, to escape. Uh, escape their egg-laying operation. But really, it's kind of a metaphor for unionization and and the fight against oppressive capitalism.
3: That was what jumped out to us, yeah. Because I I think I only saw it as a child in a theater and then now. And I was like, oh, this is a pretty based movie. Yeah. cool. Worker solidarity,
1: (laughs) but make it chickens. Well, before uh before we get all political, uh, we got to play a game. <laughs> this game is called Guess yes. Who's Squawkin' the Mystery Animal Sound Game. Every week I play Mystery yes. Animal Sound and you, the listener, try to guess. Hey, this squawkin' can be any animal. I know it's called Guess Who's Squawkin', but it's not just birds. It can be any animal in the world, uh, in the universe, really, uh, once we find aliens. So, um, last week's Mystery Animal Sound, the hint was don't blame the dog for this one, but it is the sound of a happy carnivore. Okay, so I promise this is not a rude noise. I didn't just play a fart for you, I wouldn't do that. I'm not a child. So who do you right. think is squawking? Who do you think making this sound?
3: I got an aquatic vibe from it hmm. and almost kind of a dolphin sound, but I don't Aww. know if it's a dolphin. I'll just go dolphin.
1: You are correct, Alex. Good job. Nice. Yes. Uh, bonus Good. points. Can you guess what it's doing?
3: Oh, yeah. That, that's the more difficult to answer. <laughs> and I think, I think I was able to get it because... Atlantic bottlenose dolphins were a prime animal at my childhood zoo that I later oh. worked at as a guide. So it, we didn't we didn't like go through the dolphin exhibit on the tours, but I, I've gotten to hear them a lot, and Gotta it's a lot of like clicking squeaking. and funky sounds,
1: clicking and squeaking, fart noises. Yeah, yeah.
3: What was it doing? Because it, it sounded happy. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna say it was like rooting out some kind of food out of a thing,
1: <gasps> Alex. You are so good. That is exactly what is happening. Nice job. (laughs) Well done. Oh, my God. Yes. So this is a dolphin hunting and closing in on a fish. You're like the dolphin whisperer, Alex.
3: I... Brookfield Zoo was like training me. Shout out Brookfield Zoo, Brookfield, <laughs> Illinois, outside Chicago. I feel like I feel like I heard that sound, and I activated like Jason Bourne, like a bunch yeah. of dolphin training just turned on. I I don't know very much about You're dolphins. A sleeper that, dolphin. That was fun.
1: A sleeper cetacean. Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> I'm I'm gonna finish taping and be capable of like perfectly feeding dolphins, like I throw fish individually into their mouths or something. I'm gonna have incredible skills. <laughs>
1: You, you're, you get elected to Senate and you start passing like pro dolphin bills and you don't even know why.
3: Right. <laughs> 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 Was it the cetacean candidate or something? The Are they cetaceans? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as the dolphin closes in on its prey, it emits a terminal buzz, which is sonar that lets it precisely close <laughs> in on the fish. And that little squeak at the end is called a victory squeal. It's a happy sound as the dolphin <laughs> catches its meal. So it's it is happy and it did find food. Cool. So you are so correct. I am very impressed and a little suspicious.
3: I feel exactly the same about myself. <laughs> yes. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I actually got some guesses that it was an orca or a beluga, which was close, but no cigar. Still, thank you guys for writing in your guesses. Really good sleuthing, everyone. You narrowed it down to a cetacean, which is impressive. Um, Also, uh, technically, that sound of the dolphin was from two weeks ago. Since last week, I aired a rerun, so I could go on a little vacation. Um, So, congratulations to Nathan A, who actually guessed the rerun sound correctly. That sound was the rock hyrax, which is an adorable little mammal, little fluffy, uh, and they are related to elephants incredibly. Onto this week's mystery animal sound, the hint is, the sharks and the jets are about to have a showdown, but they really ought to calm down. So, uh, Alex, you got any guesses?
3: The correct answer is Space Aliens. What prize do I get?
1: We got it. We got it. We did it. Game (laughs) over. Uh, But if you think (laughs) you may know what this is other than Space Aliens, Space Aliens, which it clearly is Space Aliens, uh, you can write to me at creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com. Alex, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you?
3: Katie, thank you. Um, and uh, my podcast is called Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. And I hope people check it out. If you just search secretly in your podcast app, you'll find that it. it's a red logo. And uh, and yeah, I don't know when this comes out, but Katie's on one either soon or recently uh, and has been on many of them and yeah. amazing on all of the ones she's been on. So, I, But I, I hope people like it. It's history and science and stories about things that we didn't think are amazing but aren't.
1: I highly recommend it. I think if you like this podcast, you will like Secretly incredibly, incredibly Fascinating. Yeah, and we just did one on imperial units, which uh, it is really, really interesting and slightly frustrating sometimes of the history of imperial units. Why we have feet and inches instead of the metric system, like everyone else. But yeah, there's a lot of like really surprising details. So I definitely recommend checking that out uh, when that comes out. It should be. Be around the time, Anyway, um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, um, and oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, you can find the show on the internet at Creature Feet Pod on Twitter. That's FEAT, not FEET. That is something very different. Uh, and hey, you know what? Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're enjoying it and you write a rating or review, Uh, I really appreciate it I read all the reviews I print them out and I am creating like an igloo I'm creating like a tent out of all of the reviews like a paper mache home so that when I'm feeling sad I just go inside my little tent made out of all your reviews and then I feel so warm and cozy Um, yeah so you know I still need to have some like uh, flying buttresses and roof details added to my review tent so if you want to write a review I'll be able to print it out and maybe I'll get you know some more architectural, architecturally sound structures in the, in the building I'm making out of reviews. This makes a lot of sense and I think it'll motivate people to write reviews uh, and thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song Exolumina Creature Features Production of iHeartRadio. Nailed that. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Wherever you listen to your favorite shows, I do not judge you. I never will judge you. That's not a real song. See you next Wednesday. That was so
0: fun. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
1: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
0: Wait! Did we just invent California?
1: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
3: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History.
0: eBay Motors is
3: here for the ride. With some elbow grease,